Julian. I hope you're feeling good today. Welcome to another episode of The Learner's Forecast, Innovators on the Horizon, in which every week we ask one expert in learning about their opinions on our future. How does the future of learning and education looks like? If you are ready, I'm ready, and we can dive into the podcast this week. Welcome to another episode of The Learner's Forecast, Innovators on the Horizon, uh, with today in the episode, Eivout from Feedback Fruits. Um, ask you straight away, uh, Eivout, can you introduce yourself and Feedback Fruits within one minute? Yes, of course I can. Hi, Julian. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor. My name is Eivout de Kok, founder and CEO of Feedback Fruits, and Feedback Fruits makes sure that higher education remains relevant in the future by allowing teachers to organize teaching methods that work much better than traditional methods uh, at scale, supported by technology. And we deliver that technology. That is a very clear, like where a lot of people struggle with one or two minutes to explain what they do. This was a very like out of the sleeve, very, uh, very good description. Thank you for that. Uh, I heard you said somewhere else, scalable pedagogy. Yes. Nice. Cool. Scalable pedagogy, I think, is, is a key, key interesting element, but I will get to that later. Nice. Yeah, because we, uh, as in every episode, it's only 15 minutes and we uh, walk uh, by three different questions on learning. But before we start, to get you a little bit in the mood of answering questions, uh, questions, Ewout, um, some four short questions. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay, let's begin with the forest or the beach? Forest. Coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. Risk taker or a cautious decision maker? Cautious decision maker. Book or movie? Book. Interesting. So we had, you. I heard you think twice with the forest or the beach question. Yes, I live close to the forest. I love it. Mm -hmm. But I am hypnotized by the beach. So I, that's a really hard uh, choice to make for me. Is it because like I recently had a conversation with someone and and the person said, it's because of the at the beach, you can stare for five or six hours towards just the sea because it always keeps changing and the forest is different. Yes, uh, the forest also keeps changing. Just the pace in which it changes uh, is different, right? Because if you look out over the seasons, the whole forest is just completely different. But you, yeah, I think it's spot on. If you, every time... I was at uh, the Schelling uh, a couple of weeks ago and, you know, uh, riding on one of those horses. And this person said, we do this three times a day, right? But every moment in the day, I'm entering a different beach. And that's indeed the beauty of a beach. So it's also changed, but it's quicker, I would say. Interesting. And do we have like a reference to life on this or would that be? Well, yeah, I, I, especially, I think so. Especially in this, also to learning, actually, in this age, so to say. It's very easy to see the quick changes, extremely easy, because there's so many, ta -ta 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 -ta, so many that basically occupies your whole attention, mm -hmm. but it distracts you from being able to see those slower changes. But the slower changes have never been bigger and more important to watch than before. So there's this, I would say, discrepancy in where our attention is taken away by these small changes, mm -hmm. while our attention should be going to the big changes. So I think there, there needs to be a flip in society somehow that we're able to deal with all these distractions. And to be honest, but this is a sidetrack, I think that that's going to be the perfect promise of AI. AI done well is the next phase of the internet revolution, 
allowed uh, for a lot of intake, but we just have a fixed amount of uh, mental capacity, right? And I think AI done well designs this input for the amount of capacity that we have, that we can continue to have a very relaxed flow in life, so, access to all the information and knowledge, uh, etc. but to the human standard. So AI should facilitate the big changes. Is that correct? I think AI will allow us, AI done well, and with this I mean AI assistance, right? If you, for example, look at what's currently, they will allow us to get our peace of mind back. And when we have our peace of mind back, we are going to start looking at the changes that happens in the forest, namely over a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are the ones that we need to have. Nice one. Nice start, yeah. I always find that's, that's it fascinating. It, it, like how small little like distractions can, in the general, like in the greater thing, distract you completely from deep thinking. And I think for the big changes in life, you need deep thinking, like consecutive hours of thinking about one certain topic before you can actually change something. But that's all this is, we have three different other questions today, but maybe we can like funnel them like back, like the answers back into the questions we got in the agenda. Are you ready for them as well? Yes. Because I think they're, they're, they line up with what you just said, actually. Um, the first one, so Ewout, if we look towards um, the future of, of learning, uh, what do you think is the most promising trend and how are you with, uh, as a person or with Feedback Fruits uh, con- contributing to it? Yeah, that's a very, I think, important question. There's a lot of trends happening, right? And here it's, well, it actually gets back to our previous conversation. What trends are you looking at, right? Are you looking at the small changes happening on the beach or are you looking at the, at the big changes? I like to think, look at the big changes. And I think one of the big changes that I think we is very, very promising is, I would say, scalable pedagogy. It basically gets down to this opportunity of... Um, traditionally, we were able to scale pedagogy by creating a one-size-fits-all learning experience for everyone. Like a book. Like a book, like a lecture, right? Whether It doesn't matter whether 50 or 100 or, or 200, it's, it's, it's extremely scalable. And yeah. it's great because you can teach more people at the same time. Uh, however, for example, when I look at assessment specifically, also in assessment, we've had to take the approach of scalable assessment. But that concept of scalable assessment, traditionally being this one, um, what is it, assessment at the end of a course, or if you would be in high school, right, this final assessment, that would grade you from a scale to one of 10. I think without, it's not done by design, but an indirect effect of this type of, this type of assessing is that you take away the growth mindset in people. And you create a fixed mindset. Because if I ended my uh, school year and I got a 6 or I got a 10, right, or an A or a B, depending on what region you live, but that's what what you were. You were a 6. You were an 8. It felt like something that couldn't change anymore. It couldn't grow. It sticks up you. It was on your report. You would hold it for your life because you were a 6. That's a fixed mindset. What we should... I think the biggest change that we're going to see with the digital transformation is that all of a sudden we allow for more uh, pers- scaling, more personalized, personalizing assessment, getting to more smaller data points that help you in your growth. 
So it's this traditional idea of not assessing of the learning, but assessing as learning in where um, you are the phase where you are. Everyone goes to the sixth phase to get to the 10th phase, right? Or get to the eighth phase. It's just a step in your journey. And this is where you are. And it means that the next step you can take is this step. And that creates the growth mindset. So if we're, I think the way that we assess children and uh, students and, and learners in general is getting our society in fixed mindsets. And if we change that, we can we can grow much faster and be more happy people also. Yeah, because that if you could change that, then it would also probably mean that someone would compare themselves a bit more with the version of who they were like last week or yesterday, okay. instead of like only having one or two moments which are crucial. And it also it's just one day, right? It's also strange. Like if you had a bad night and you score low, then you you're suddenly a five point five, which is indeed now you mention it completely ridiculous if you think about it interesting yes, and a longer yeah so so i'm, I'm very hopeful and then how do we contribute to this is well um right we built technology that allows for a more fine-grained sort of uh type of, of data points a more holistic picture over time to try to understand trends but also not necessarily to assess people but to help people grow yeah Hey, and then on that um, on that growing part and and on the future part, um, second question, which I was wondering what your opinion is. Um, since you're so, I, I think what you're doing is like breaking open barriers within universities and teaching or helping them teach new ways of, of teaching their students. Um, so I think that you're the perfect fit to ask this question, actually. Um, if you look towards universities, or applied science universities, or maybe even high schools. If we would be at one of, let, let's take universities. We, we are, the, the two of us um, walk into university in 20 years in the future, so 2043. And what do we see? Like last, last week I had someone on the, on the episode who said like, you, you think we will still walk into universities? Uh, that was a good one. So if we, we're at the university within 20, uh, in, in the next 20 years, 2043. How, how does it look like? How does the system look like? Yeah, I, I think a very good question. I think uh, that we still walk into a university because I truly feel that, I uh, think that the, the value of true human interaction, especially at that stage in life, is much richer than only the learning that that will happen so i i stick with that vision of watching how i think it will be a big contrast to what i have experienced when i was a student i studied i'm not going to name the university necessarily because it doesn't matter what the new university was but i studied in a big university right uh, uh for uh, i st- I studied economics or econometrics specifically, but in our faculty economics, we had, uh, let's say, 1,000 first-year students. And once I was sitting with a friend of mine, I still very much recall it, uh, and we were looking upon students that walked into their class and out of their class, and my friend was reflecting on it like, aren't these just, you know, cows walking to a slaughterhouse? Machines. Look at the faces of the people. Is this true higher education, really? Did, did they go to high school to try to get the 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 VWO diploma that you need in order to obtain to the university to get this is this really what it is that's sort of the mental picture that i very very keep close to myself of course it's it's over exaggerated right to make a point but still if i go to university 
uh, universities and uh, uh, university colleges specifically, I see a dynamic in the people, smaller groups, much more interaction, passionate uh, conversations, right? People that are engaged on certain subjects. Um, that I hope will be the norm in 20 years' time. When so smaller into group, more, more engagement. How would that? How would that work? Actually, this uh, lunch I had a conversation with one of our uh, our, our teammates, and then she was reflecting on it. I did university college in Leiden, and we would be, you know, constantly learning, whether we would be in the class or not. It would just continue because we were passionate by the subject, right? We would we would continuously be in that mindset, um, and and and. That I think is, is is the future. No matter whether you're in a class or, or outside of class, you just care a lot about what you're doing, and therefore like to talk about it continuously with each other. And I would say that that's that's sort of the vision that that, that I would have uh, for in twenty years down the line. But yes, it will definitely still be on a form of campus. That's a beautiful vision. That's promising. I like it. Thank you. And then if we um, if we work, if we would work towards that future. Um, that's also the last question. If you get, get give one piece of advice to educators or learners um, to prepare for a, a better future of learning, what would it be? So what would it be like one sentence or, or two or three, whatever you like, but. Okay, so just keep it short. Learning is gonna be much easier in the future, but understanding what you want to learn, where your passion is, that will always remain, how easy it is to learn or, or hard it is to learn, that still remains the key to learning. Try to understand and find your passion in what you want to learn. And the future will allow you to much easier learn it and then become an expert in. But finding that element, I would say that that's, that's the search of life. What, what, what was it for you? That's a very good question. My passion, the core passion that I have is around improving our society and improving the world. Increasing happiness of humanity now, but also in the, in the long-term future. That's, that's uh, always been my passion. That's a good, good, uh, good one-liner, but I know you actually mean it. So that's, that's very good to, to hear. <laughs> Thank you very much. It might, it um, might sound cheesy, I get it, but it's yeah, it's authentic. It's it's what I I know. Yeah, I know. Um and one last question, which we always ask for the people who are on the show. Um, who do you think we should talk next to? So a proven educator or a prove someone with a proven track record within education or learning? Yeah, that's a very good question. Peter Sabah. Peter Sabe from Growth Tribe, the founder of Growth Tribe. Um, he's also, I think, an interesting person to talk a bit more about the growth mindset because the yeah. idea of Growth Tribe and the growth element in Growth Tribe was around this concept of growth mindset. So he's a, he, he's a, he actually used to do podcasts himself for Dutch EdTech, uh, but I, I think he's a great one to be interviewed. Perfect. Then we'll get into contact with him. And for today, um, I learned quite some new things i am um, it's interesting that you said like also um that the social interactions from like if for example if you had university college that there's so much like this people really want to learn and people really want to dive into these 
topics. Last week we had Barend Last who said like we should have social interactions by design within the uh, education. So real moment like eat, eat together every week, like to really get that that, that team spirit also up um, and and strengthen that. I think yeah, you two align on that topic as well. Um, Barend is a great, great, great thinker, and he's also very influential. I would say in higher education because he's he is independent and speaks speaks uh, i would say is he yeah what this is he inspires me in the fact that he dares to challenge the status quo yeah but in a very i would say way that works well for higher education yeah but you just need to shout it for a couple of years and then get smashed in the face and then after a couple of years people will like respect it and have and will thank you for stepping up <laughs> yes um, whether <laughs> thank you happens we'll see but yes i think we're in the same boat right it's just tell. also the entrepreneurial journey yes and thank you for um being a part of uh changing education on your entrepreneurial journey thank you thank I'm you happy that we share that journey <laughs> likewise thanks bye ciao ciao just before you leave this is julian once more i'm uh, next to the host of this podcast also the founder and ceo of anywise which is a company which lets you turn your written documents automatically into 15-minute audio summaries that are tailored to remember. If you want to learn more, please visit us on our website, anyways.audio, or reach out to me straight away via the website. Let's talk soon and enjoy your day. Thank you.